Okay, so this is uh, May 31, 2022, and we're at the Lenai Culture and Heritage Center with myself, Diane Preza, and my mother, Sunyai Amaral. And we're here just to talk story a little bit about uh, what life was like on Lanai a long time ago. So thanks for doing this, Mom. Uh, we appreciate you coming to share whatever um, information that you can remember about growing up here on Lanai. So, mm -hmm. um, so you told me that you came here when you were three months old. That's what I, I was told. <laughs> So in 1930, yeah, your family moved to Lanai from yeah. where? Where where did you come from? From uh, Maui, Lahaina. Uh huh. And so um, when you came here, your where did you live? I lived uh, block four, house nine. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, we had we, those days. Everybody was uh, blocks like. That's how they identified you. Where were you from? Oh, block four, block eight. So we kind of knew where the general area was when we say block four, it's way up there. So so the house you lived in was a plantation house owned by the company back then? Yes, and uh, it was, apparently it was just built. It was a new house. Because I remember going, growing up, there were still, uh, those uh, fresh uh, shavings. Oh. I don't know why I remember that, you know. Fresh shavings in the house, so apparently it was just built. So wood shavings. Wood shavings. And this was Hawaiian Pineapple Company back then? Hapco. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Right. Yeah. Okay, so when you guys moved in, you had uh, how many in the family at that time? Well... Seven, I think, okay. at least seven. Okay, and then what did your parents do for well, a living? My mother came from Korea. She was a, like a bride that was a, <laughs> kind of ordered. Picture bride. Picture bride, yeah. And my father worked as a cook in Kula Hospital. But when he came here to Lanai, what did he do? He worked in a... They were just building the roads on Lanai, just developing Lanai. So they were building roads. So he was on, a, he was, um, helped build the uh, Kiamoko road. Mm -hmm. With a pick and shovel, you yes, said, right? Yes, yes. And then later, he worked down, you said, at the, uh, did he work in Palawai? Pigri, at the Pigri. We had a Pigri, two Pigris, one, one down uh, in Palawai Basin and one up in the city. So he worked, uh, he worked up in the city one, I think. Maybe both, and transferred up to the city one. The city being Koele. Yeah, there was a piggery at Koele too. So you mentioned something about camps. Uh, what does that mean? Like, uh, what does a camp mean? Like a location of the city? Well, we were just like up camp. Where were they? Uh, we're most, we were kind of uh, mixed. We had all kind of Portuguese, Filipinos, Hawaiians mixed with us. And the down camp, we call that where the church was, Korean church. And mostly there were Koreans there. Da down camp, not, not down camp. Not, we were up camp. 
Oh, okay. I thought the Korean church was that dormitory next to the greenhouse, the one with the grave in the yard. I thought that was the Korean church. That was the Korean church? Okay, so that is up camp, though. No, that was down camp. Oh, that's still considered down camp. Yeah. So down camp, okay. So you mentioned that about the piggery, and you said something about only Koreans worked at the piggery. Yes, those days, only Koreans were in charge of the piggery. I don't know why. Hmm. What, what else do you remember about living in that camp? Well, like your jobs and things like that. Which one? So where, when you lived at home, you guys had, um, you have an outhouse or you had a, what did you have? Well, beginning part, everybody had outhouses. Uh-huh. Well, we had an outhouse, our own outhouse, because we were far from the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where people, that, <laughs> where most people went. Mm-hmm. But we had our own because uh, we were kind of far from there. First of them, so we had, we were lucky we had our own. And then where did you take a bath? Um, the bath was a general bathhouse. Everybody took a bath there. One side was for women, and the other side was for men. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father, everybody were poor those days. He was in charge of the bathhouse. And when you go down the stairs, you have to carry up the, you know, where they heat the water, where they heat up the water, there was a boiler down there. Mm. And when, uh, every morning he had to carry the thing up and heat it and because uh, all the, um, I guess, charcoal, mm. yeah, to clean it out. And that was his job. So to carry up hot water so people could take a bath. He had to heat up the hot water from down there. Oh, so then the tub would be heated. Yeah. So then you would wash outside of the tub and then rinse. Everybody wash outside. Uh-huh. You never go in without cleaning yourself first, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And then what was uh, your, you said you had a job. Uh, your family would clean the bathhouse? or Yeah, that was his job. But what about you? We helped. You know, when we came home from the movies or whatever, and that was our job. We had to go clean the bathhouse, mm-hmm. to scrub the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And you guys had movies back then in the theater that yeah. we have now? Yeah, 25 cents. 25 cents. <laughs> I think it was around there. Did a lot of people go or just... Yeah, that was the only entertainment because no TV those days, you know, uh-huh. you know. Certain days, the line was long. Oh. Every Sunday was a good, I guess, was a long feature. The line was long. What, what kind of movies? Like American movies? or Yeah, Cowboy and oh. MGM and RKO was a whole cowboy. MGM was a musical. So, oh. so when we see RKO, we know it's going to be a cowboy feature. Uh-huh. So did you go with your friends from school? Your classmates and things, or no, just your family? No, mostly by our family. My little sister, uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when when um, when you would go to um, school, you would go walk together with Sarah to school, to the Lanaihain Elementary School? No, no, we went by ourselves. You just walked And those days, you know, the roads weren't paved. And when it was rainy, oh, all those... Mud puddles. Mud puddles and earthworms. Mm-hmm. Dodged the earthworms and going to school. Did you have to bring your own lunch to school? Mm, no. Well, beginning part, the early part, I think we had to. 
what did you have to eat? Like all the poor people. Well, you guys. Our family. We, you know, the saloon pilot crackers. Yeah. That's what I had with mm-hmm. butter on top. Mm-hmm. And I remember this family, they were kind of, well, their father worked in a store. To me, that was rich already. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had uh, tuna. Tuna. Oh. And oh boy, I smelled it till today. I can't forget it. Ah. Oh. So, you know, when you guys were in school, um, did you, you mentioned once that you guys took a lot of ownership of the um, taking care of the campus and you being prideful of the school. Can you explain about that? What? So you said like, um, there's no custodians that you folks did all your own cleaning. Is that right? You mentioned that you scrubbed your own desks. You guys cleaned your own at the school. No, let me remember, try to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We even after school, we had to clean the rooms. Everybody was, uh, everybody cleaned their own rooms. What about like a painting, like the campus? That was uh, maybe uh, once a year, kind of everybody did it. Mm-hmm. We called it campus day. We, we cleaned the rooms and paint, uh, did whatever, painted and weeded and everything. That was once a year, campus day, we call that. Oh, and then I saw in one of the uh, photographs in the annual, like a parade or something. Can you explain about that on campus parade, like the classes parading? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like a... a like, like a... What do you call Competition day, and uh, our we were in the eighth grade, and we all were uh, dresses, yeah. So our dress, our class took first place because when when we marched, oh, we marched in unison, and uh, Jeannie gave the uh, Jeannie, um, I forget her last name. She was tall and holly girl, so she called out the numbers, and our skirts went all in unison, yeah. So. We were quite impressive. Oh, okay. <laughs> great so for, for uh, Pride, you folks did a parade yeah, to yeah. school. And mm-hmm. that was often or just every now once and then? Once a year, maybe. Oh, once a year. Oh. And then I and then after that, you how, it kind of went into the war, yeah? So, uh, well, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So, like, what happened with that? I mean, like, you were saying something about you guys had to take shelter or something. and Oh, yeah. Every house had an average shelter. Mm-hmm. Every, they, they dig their own shelters. And when we hear the siren go off, everybody's supposed to go in the shelter. Mm-hmm. And then the siren didn't go off that often. So by the time we went in the shelter, it was full of mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. dark and dank, mm-hmm. you know. So it wasn't a nice place to go in, but, and then too, at the school, they were, they uh, dug trenches. So in case the enemies came, everybody went into the trenches. Mm-hmm. So we all had that. And we had gas masks, excuse me, gas masks. So we all had that. That was our standard uh, thing that we had to put on. And how did you find out information? Because back then, no more TV, right? Radio, we listened to the radio, and that was my job. Listen, because my my mother folks they didn't understand English, yeah. So that was my job to sit and interpret for them what was going on. So was that pretty typical, like a family like yours, 
other families that had uh, parents that came from um, other countries that didn't understand the language that their children would help to interpret for them? I suppose so. I don't know what went on mm-hmm. in their families, but mm-hmm. I guess that was it. Everybody, uh, the ones that understood, stood uh-huh. to interpret, yeah. So you mentioned also, um, like in high school, like going to the movies, but um, you know, you uh, you mentioned also about Kamalapau, the harbor, and that you folks would go swimming down there. Oh yeah, that was our entertainment, you know. We had no place, we, Manila was too far, and they provided uh, trucks, I think. Mm-hmm. In fact, even to the, uh, Kiamoko, they provide company, you know, they did lots for us. I, in my days, they did lots. Took us, uh, provided trucks for us to go here and there. And we went, uh, yeah, we were swimming down on uh, Kamalapau Harbor. What was that in the middle of the harbor, you know, where I saw like a bunch of kids like on a... Oh, they, had, they provided a little raft place, you know anchored this raft so we could swim out to it and at least stay there to rest yeah and swim back and forth mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was fun okay so oh, sorry mom so we're talking about Kamala Pau. you know back then there was a community down there what do you remember of that oh yeah uh robert's grandma used to live down there uncle laying and the kimokils and uh, grandpa used to live down there too what was down there Community. Yeah, but what, like uh, houses yeah, and houses, what else? Small community. And uh, Tutu Yusu, that's his grandma. Every day she used to come down this pathway down to the, bring his lunch, bring Uncle Lying's lunch. But what, what else was there? Like the community would go, remember you talked about the Ao family. Oh, the Ao family had a restaurant down there, a Chinese restaurant. And everybody, you know, when they crave Chinese food, they would go down to the restaurant and have a did have dinner down there. That was a very popular place. Mm. And then, um, you know, you mentioned um, Mr. Nita. Yeah, there was a who monkey was, down there. Who was Mr. Nita? Mr. Nita was a crane operator, and uh, every day he used to take like look after this monkey that was in a cage. And this monkey looked at Mr. Nita as a caregiver. So when Mr. Nita retired, they had to uh, ship the monkey to Honolulu, to the zoo. And you know, I guess the monkey was very lonely there. So Mr. Nita, one day, one time, he went to Honolulu to visit. And he visited the monkey. Oh, he recognized him and he cried and mm. cried, the monkey did. The monkey cried? Yes. Oh, not cried, but you know. Oh, 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 yeah. So, you know, I remember like um, in, when we had the pineapple plantation, the um, the the dad dad would have to work double shift, yeah, because the, in the summer the boat uh, the barge would leave twice. But I just remember um, the trucks lined up, so they they were lined up along the wall, and then there was a long. Um, like a dock, uh, I don't know what you call it, a, a walkway, like a gangway where the workers, the dock workers would help to, uh, like people like Mr. Nita that drove, the, uh, operated the crane would um, take the bins off the truck and load it onto the barge. And that in the summer, the operation would last night and day. 
And I just remember um, people with hard hats and the smell of pineapple um, juice and the smell of diesel. And I think a lot of people that grew up during that time, that smell, you know, it's kind of nostalgic for people because you don't smell that anymore. But I just remember um, the, the barge, the large uh, boat coming in, I always towing the barge and then the tugboats, like dad would work on the tugboat, right? Yes. To, um, to push uh, the barge into the um, port. So, but I just remember uh, it being very rough sometimes and dad would always, uh, uh, we would drop him off and then he would jump off the pier and then swim with his fins to the tugboat and then have to bring the tugboat to Manele for safety quite often. He yes, would do that. Yes, and then that happened. At the risk of even losing his own boat once yes, against the it, rocks. That happened. It was Hurricane Eva or something. Anyway, yeah. but um, okay, so Kamalapa'u, that was uh, good memories for people, I think, because of um, the, the pineapple export that, that went on there. But also, like what you said, for recreation, you know, a lot of families would swim down there and go yeah, for fishing good. and mm-hmm. um, on the breakwater. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good place to be. So um, thinking about um, coming up into the city, you know, um, working in the city um, in, I guess it would be the 40s and 50s. Uh, so you, the, the primary um, uh, company, uh, it was Hawaiian Pineapple, right? Mm. Yeah, that was the, um, the driver of the economy. I don't know they changed to Doe, mm-hmm. you know, that was the Mr. Uh, they changed to Dole, Dole Company instead of Hawaiian Pineapple Company. Mm-hmm. I don't know whose time that was. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about uh, the fleet yard? And because you used, I mean, we don't call it fleet yard back then. Back then it was called storeroom, yeah? Labor yard. Labor say. yard, yeah. right. Okay, so what do you have memories of the labor yard? Well, those days I used to work down the storeroom as a clerk, you know, secretary down there. And uh, every morning, labor yard was with people gathered before they go to work and get assigned to their gangs, yeah. We call that gangs. And um, what is a gang? Like a so many people to a to a like a, a team? Yeah, like a team and you you in that team and you get assigned to wherever you're gonna work. In the pineapple field. Yeah. yeah. To pick pineapple. Yeah. Okay, so the gang would be going out together to a field to harvest pineapple. Right. Okay. We call that, you know, certain, certain Monte Myers gang or Jeanette's gang or whatever. The Luna, we, that's how we identify by the Luna's name. What is a Luna? He's a foreman. A foreman. Yeah. Okay, so mom, what, how, did, how did people know when to go to work at the labor yard? Because some days were rainy... How did they know to show up? Well, there was a work whistle. Oh. So when the whistle blew, we knew there was a work day. So when the whistle didn't blow, we know there's no work. Mm. So mom, I remember uh, growing up, uh, Bobby used, my brother Bobby used to work in the um, fields and he would bring lunch with him in a uh, cow tin, yeah? Yeah, two compartments. Mm-hmm. One held the panchan and one held the rice. So panchan is like the meat. That's yeah. a Korean word for the yeah. meat or the main dish. Yeah. And the bottom. Would you make his lunch for him or? For who? 
Bobby, like, no. would people make their own lunch, do you think? Or the, pa- the parents would make I their don't own. remember Bobby working in the fields. Yeah, he did. So, um, so people... Who made their lunch was my father. Oh, when you were growing up, your father made... Okay, so people would bring their lunch into the fields out in bags, right? Like um, Yeah, it, we had a bags. separate bag. We had our lunch and our gloves and our water. Mm-hmm. And we tied it and we carried it out. Small little bag, uh-huh. just enough for a lunch and water mm-hmm. to last the whole day. Yeah, and then I remember um, at the storeroom uh, they would issue supplies. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like uh, goggles. Yeah, arm guards. Yeah. Well, whoever then usually once you get it, you you use it for the rest of the duration of your work. But if you're the new hire and you need things, you come to the storeroom to get all those things. So cover pants to keep the thorns. Well, cover open. pants usually, uh, I think they make their own. Oh, uh, canvas cover pants. Yeah. Somebody would sew for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then when Pauhana, um, every when we're done with work, then uh, was there a whistle for that or no? Everybody just yeah, whistle for everything. Oh. For lunch, for pahana, for morning, mm-hmm. time to go to work. I think the three whistles a day. And then it was an 8 o'clock whistle. So the kids would go home, make sure. It's like curfew, yeah? Oh, yeah, and yeah, night time. Yeah. At 8 o'clock. It was during war days. No, even when I was growing up. Really? Into oh. the 80s. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And then when Dole kind of finally kind of closed down, then they stopped. And there was a... Cute little Chinese man, you know. He took it upon himself to be the... Whistleblower. Well, make sure everybody is in their home and nobody's on the street by certain times. I don't know why, 8 o'clock, everybody had to be at home. It was war time, I think. Oh, way back when it was war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody had uh, black uh, those window coverings. Mm-hmm. And what was that for? By 8 o'clock, you have to put it on. What was the black window covering for? In case the Japanese came, you know. Oh, so they wouldn't see the light. Yeah. So every, it was a dark blackout, to mm. call that. So if the Japanese came, they couldn't see any. They couldn't find Pearl Harbor. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, back then when um, during the plantation, uh, you mentioned somebody... Uh, that was was it Bloomfield Brown, that he expected everything to be neat and everything. Oh, that was before, oh, before the first time. Yeah, he was very strict. You couldn't even uh, spit on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. not even one piece of paper. He was mm-hmm. very strict. So what did the yards look like? Everybody's oh, yards. we're all fenced. Everyone had a nice fence though, and everybody's supposed to take care of their own yard. But there was one place where uh, this man came and mowed all the, I don't know, the outside mm-hmm. property and everything was clean mm-hmm. and nobody's supposed to be spit on the ground. He was so strict, mm-hmm. Mr. Brown. You know, I remember growing up the pineapple trucks and then in the summers they would bring seasonal workers from Utah 
they would come and then local uh, football teams from off island to come to work yeah. during the summers yeah, yeah. and they um, would put them all in the back of the truck uh, in the bin of the truck held by two chains and you would have to stand up and hold on to the chains and uh, that's how the gangs how we, we would get to work and come home and then also on the weekends for those uh, seasonal workers they would bring them to the beach that way and I just remember them uh, holding. We all had to hold on to the chain. Very dangerous. Well, to the side of the truck, and the ones <laughs> in the middle, there was nothing to hold on. So there was a chain. Yes. The one that you know didn't have the side to hold yeah. on. They were standing. They were at home to yeah. the chain. And I remember, um, you know, the so the pineapple truck. So I used to work at the uh, the shuttle station when I when I could get. We all did at one time. Well, I, I did. I was like a bin recorder every now and then. Yeah. And I remember working with Mrs. Ohashi. She had a big microphone. And then so that so everybody, uh, the truck drivers would bring the pineapple trucks, the pineapple back to the uh, station. And then it would be loaded with a Ross carrier onto the, the shuttle truck that would go to the harbor. But I just remember her. She had a megaphone and she would dispatch trucks to certain numbered fields. And right around lunchtime, nobody wanted to go anywhere because if they want to have lunch together or dinner time, so they would sit there and then she would turn the microphone to them and tell them to get back out there. But uh, it was was funny, and I just remember like uh, the the it was very bustling and it was a lot of safety, and I just remember that uh, the last the last night of the summer, um, the she would whenever she would close out the the night, she would say station out. And then the last night of working summertime, the local boys would yell from the um, their truck going home. They would yell to her, "Station out!" <laughs> but uh, it was very it was. I just always remember that that station out. <laughs> that was the end of that. But uh, but picking pineapple was hard work, yeah, mom. Oh yes, our yeah. days we had to pick them. You didn't buy it, put it in a bag. That yeah. was hard mm-hmm. because we're young and small, yeah. But I remember our neighbor used to come and help me pick my pineapples for me. What number you guys call that? Number one or something? The weight? Well, there two sizes pineapple. Number one was the biggest. Number two was the average. Mm-hmm. And number three was the smallest. Oh, so like when we would pick, we had the we had the machine already because they had engineered a machine to go you on top of the truck. Harvesters. The yeah. harvester, and then um, it would it was a boom, and then we would walk behind the boom and pick the pineapple in the line, and if um, depending on what field you went to, sometimes the plants are real high. Uh, so there was always a Luna or a leader on the truck, and then they had a helper. And the helper would uh, uh, move the pineapples around the bin and put some flaps down so the, uh, for the second row of pineapples so the bottom wouldn't be crushed. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we would have to pick fresh fruit. And I remember that one you leave the crown on, and that one you have to pick them. Like it, pretty, it was pretty green, and then we would have to stand them up. Um, that was very delicate, but I just remember going to, um, we, nobody wanted to go, um, they call them old lady gang. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of monso ladies yeah. where they just want to make money and they just work so hard. And when they hit their bonus, their quota of, so each field had a quota, right? You had to pick a certain amount for that field, certain amount of pineapple bins. Now, once you hit that, then you're in a bonus situation where everything mm-hmm. after that, you get extra money for. So the truck drivers would also bonus because mm-hmm. if they came under your machine and if you're in a bonus situation, 
they also get a bonus on their paycheck. Monso gang. Monso gang. And so everybody, and so there's those ladies, they're really old ladies, you know, and then they would take the crown and they wanted the truck to move faster because they could get more. So they would take the crown and fly it on the side, on the left side of the pineapple truck driver. And that crown flew, then the truck driver would have to drive faster because he knew (laughs) they wanted to go fast because they wanted more bonus, right? But us being young and teenagers, we're scared to go with those old ladies (laughs) because they, oh my gosh. They they, were totally the Monso gang. We don't want to go Monso gang. And so if we got to go to one of those gangs, those ladies look at us like, oh, like, so they put us on what's called sidelines. So we don't even follow the boom. We just go along the side where the boom does not reach. And we pick at our own pace yeah, and yeah. we, we pick, that was easy. That was easier than um, walking through the line. But those ladies just, they're relentless. I mean, yeah. just very put anybody to shame because they were fast and they were, uh, <laughs> yep. They were the Manso ladies and that's how they were. Yeah. But planting was hard too. I remember people going up in seniority. Like if you work planting, right? If you're a planter, your seniority goes up even higher faster i don't know i wasn't in one i mean i wasn't in one of those gangs but i just remember planting was like people seniority hard because you're on your you know bent over all day long but yeah you bent over all day long but you know what i remember too is like back then you know the truck drivers any and people will remember this it's like no matter how much dust had on the truck any kind of idle moment they had they'd be wiping down the truck I mean, oh, constantly yeah. wiping down the truck because they took so much pride in the vehicle. It was spotless. And so then they would go out and get dirt again. Boom, they wipe it again. And so... Uncle Sam. Oh, everybody. All, all the, even even the um, workers that came back for the summer, the kids that went away to college, they came back, they drive truck. They did the same thing too. So it was very... Um, they took pride in what yeah, they did. Spotless. Spotless. Mm, okay, what else? What else do you remember about life growing up here, mom? Oh, you uh, you guys had a sweet shop or something, yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, at the gym basement. At the side of the gym, there oh. was a little shop where they sold hot dogs and candies and drinks like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, after school, after, um, my work, work was in the office, but I worked there in... In the nights, evenings. Mm. Yeah, that was fun. So, you know, like you mentioned also Endo's Fountain, which used to be um, before Tanigawa, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, Endo's Fountain was our favorite place. That's where we bought our, they had that special ice cream, not in a cone, you know. Ice cream those days came in a little pint, pint. And um, how they used to, <laughs> we used to buy, they used to half it and we buy half it. And we go to the movie theater and eat it in there. So they would slice it. Yeah, they would slice it. Because um. nobody can take the whole pint. is too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they slice it in half, half a pint, and that's just right. Mm-hmm. What other um, stores were there during the plantation? Well, you- we have two main stores, Yetlang and um, pine, uh, Okomoto store. Yetlang was a Chinese store. Okomoto was a Japanese store. And uh, yet Lang was uh, separated, one with um, dry goods and one with a butcher. Yet Lang was uh, operated by Chinese men, Chinese. And could you sign for groceries back then? You had like have account? Everybody those days, you know, 
nobody had money to spare, so everybody had a charge account. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the month, you pay, pay up whatever. So, so if you, regardless of whether or not you work for the company, the plantation, you could still have a charge account. Or yeah. you had to work for the plantation. I think so. I think so. Everybody had a charge account. Do you remember during the plantation, Grandpa having like a, a bongo, a number? Everybody had. Mm. And, uh, yeah, everybody had their own. That was their identifying kind. You know, just like your name and you, you have a bongo number. And that's how they identified you. And then, When you charge, you mm-hmm. use your bongo number. Mm-hmm. And then do they just withdraw it from your paycheck? or? I think so. Mm. I think so. Some days we had only a few dollars left, Aww. you know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like back then um, during the plantation, people growing gardens and stuff? or? Well, everybody vegetables? had their own garden in the backyard, I think. Mm. I remember we had a garden. You know, we used to, we used to plant carrots and that was our candy, you know, carrots and, mm. uh, you know. There was a little boy, howly boy. He hardly spoke, you know. I don't know he couldn't speak or what, but he knew we had carrots. Mm. And every day he would come and just smile and help himself to the carrots. Mm. <laughs> that was his candy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Back then, you mentioned kids didn't really have toys. No, we had only, uh, you know, we made toys out of the broomsticks. Just cut them in half and sharpen one end and we Flip that at it. Usually, like like a bat, and see who could throw the hit the farthest, and that was fun. Mm, so you guys made your own fun. Yeah, and we had race. You know, we just raced with one another. Mm-hmm. And we loved to race with Tessu because he was the only boy. Everybody beat him oh. <laughs> because he was so clumsy. Everybody wanted to race with. Oh, Tessu. Okay, we go race. Oh, and then do you, you know, during the plantation, do were there a lot of people that went to church and do you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, every Sunday we went to church. The church was where the uh, down camp was, we called it down the Korean church, yeah. It was now it's uh, where they uh, what do you call those people they hire. Like a dormitory? Yeah, it's like a dormitory now. But, I mean, were there other churches, do you remember, like in the community? Like with the Catholic church? The... Yeah, Catholic church. And uh, the main was a Korean church, Catholic church. And I think there was uh, like a... Uh, what do you call that? Buddhist church? Assem- Assembly of God church, I think. Mm. Yeah, there was Buddhist church too. Maybe there were... Three or four main churches. And a lot of people, everybody went to church? I'm sure. Because mm. we went to church as a little girl, little children, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Park was our, there was an old Korean man was our minister mm-hmm. first, and he retired, and Andrew Park mm-hmm. became our mm-hmm. minister. So, Mom, as a whole, you know, the life during the plantation, you know, can you, like, something, you know, kind of, like, what... Was it a happy time for you? Was it? How did you feel about that, the plantation when we grew up during? 
Well, we were young those days, and uh, I think the war had just started, so they employed even us young ones to, to work in the fields. But I mean, but as a whole, what do you think plantation life did for you? Was it a good thing, or I mean, was it? Well, it wasn't hard. It was for my hard. parents. I guess it was hard, but for us, by the time it came to us, it wasn't that hard. So you would you say it gave you good life? Yeah, I had a good life. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that about the plantation. I feel like it gave us good. Um, it helped us build character yeah. because of the hard work and um, a sense of community because you had to depend on each other. The pineapple plantation uh, gave, gave us um, um, help to create who we are today. Yeah, you know, they helped us. They were like, uh, they didn't take advantage of us. And uh, we had... We, we didn't suffer with the plantation. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Not in my days. Mm-hmm. Maybe my father's, Abuji's days, they did mm-hmm. a little hard. was harder for them, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember yeah. coming to our... I remember Abuji was a cook at Kula Hospital before he came to Lanai. And that was where I was born in the 30s, yeah. He, he came to Lanai and... Uh, at first, they worked. They there was just building up Lanai, so they make the roads. So he worked on the road as a he helped build the roads. So the road they put in that first. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's that's really hard work. So I think uh, in general, though, for our family and many families like our family, you know, um, it gave us a good uh, foundation because the pineapple plantation work work in the plantation allowed families to save money and send their kids to school for to be educated and I think I think overall wouldn't you say that the pineapple plantation was a happy time for us yeah yeah it, it was I guess hard work but uh you know we made it and mm-hmm. I think we built our character with that mm-hmm. okay well thanks mom that was a good interview <laughs> and <you>. we're done <laughs> Okay. <laughs>